and welcome to another episode of Industry Celebrities. My name is Kimberly Scott. Industry Celebrities is a podcast where I interview industry professionals in any industry and ask them questions about their industry or passion. Plus, my guests will share a little advice to their younger self. If you want to tune in to more episodes, you can do so by going to thatkimberly.com forward slash convo to choose which platform you prefer to listen to the podcast on via iTunes, Spotify, Google, YouTube, etc. So now that I got that out of the way, I'd like to welcome today's guest, Mr. Glenn Lehman from Lehman Property Management. Hello, Glenn. Hello, Kimberly. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. And thank you very much for joining me today. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what industry you're in, Glenn. Okay. Glenn Lehman. I'm the owner of Lehman Property Management, a property management company that's founded in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and everybody goes, where's Harrisburg? We're just the capital. I've been there. (laughs) We're actually about seven miles from Hershey, so I think everybody knows where Hershey's at. They say say it's the sweetest place on earth. Yes, Hershey chocolates, yes. (laughs) There we go. You're going to get me singing the Hershey Chocolate World theme song now. But anyway, I'll try and refrain from that because singing is not my profession. Property management is okay so we manage single family scattered site rentals so while a lot of people manage big apartment buildings and stuff like that we work with individual rental owners that own two three four properties so we don't have quite the same clientele as what people envision as your standard property manager we also manage homeowner associations where we help the boards within the communities make the right decisions to take care of their community and instill kind of a sense of community, collect the fees and assessments and enforce the rules. We don't want them to end up in some battle because somebody said you can't put this flag up when they can, or when somebody puts up a flagpole that they're not allowed to, to be able to address it in the proper manner. So it's a fun and exciting experience in not only taking care of properties, but interacting with lots and lots of different kinds of people. So every day is kind of different. Yeah. It's funny that you said that. I just dealt with my mom's homeowners association, which I think that they're just getting back on the right track. So I understand from that perspective where, you know, somebody says you can't do something when you can and vice versa, it could definitely be a headache. And then finding somebody to rent her home was also a big headache. So we had to decide one of the rentals she had, we had to decide to sell it because that is a bigger headache than most people think. <laughs> would you not agree? Well, I would agree. And from a rental perspective, one of my experiences that we get is I get this phone call all the time from potential clients. I get an owner that calls me and says, I have a house and I would like to rent it out. So I'd like to know what I'm supposed to do next. (laughs) And people don't know when they call us how to even interview or look at how would you compare one property manager to another or, or one of those things, which makes it kind of rewarding for me personally, because our, our company has a mission statement that we live by all the time, which is to be the technical and ethical leaders Mm -hmm. in the property management industry, but to share that knowledge with the world, which is why I like doing this podcast today. But it lets us take and say to somebody that calls into us, here's 21 questions that you really should review with anybody you want to hang. Let to trust your property. Here's how as an inexperienced individual to ask the questions to make sure you're not hiring just Joe, the property manager, who's going to run away with your money and not take care of your house, how you're hiring a professional to take care of your property, whether that be us or another property manager somewhere else in the country. 
Well, sharing is caring and knowledge is power. So thank you for coming up with those 21 questions. And so how did you get into the property management world, Glenn? (laughs) That is an interesting story. (laughs) I would start at the beginning of my life. I was born a newborn. (laughs) And I happened to be in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, when there was a nuclear power accident at Three Mile Island. So I joined the Navy to find out more about nuclear power and did 20 years in the Navy, got out, wrote computer software for about six years, got tired of that, quit that job and got a job as a barista. My wife said to me one day, Glenn, you know, I don't mind that you gave up the high paying six figure job to to work in a coffee shop. You're much happier, but you're going to have to change your lifestyle. Being a typical guy, I didn't want to change my lifestyle. So I went into real estate. My first year in real estate, I sold 90 properties, all of them investment properties, and we couldn't find quality management for anybody. Uh So after a year of doing that, me, my wife, and my two daughters elected to take and jump into property management with absolutely no knowledge about what we were jumping into. We had four properties under management. I think our gross monthly income was $160 a month. And we had just rented a 2,000 square foot office space. So we were kind of committed to jumping in and going out and doing that. And then it was a function of, now let's go and learn and figure out how to do this. So, so technically how I got into property management, like most property managers, was kind of by accident. Yeah. <laughs> by accident. <laughs> but you got the whole family involved and that's awesome. Got the whole family involved of our 15 people that work with us. Six of them are family in our family. And then we've got two people from another family and everybody else kind of feels like family. Mm -hmm. And the number of people that started working at our company as the receptionist that now hold leadership roles have gotten their real estate licenses, have bought their own homes now and have come out from being you know, living in the the rental situation. It's been nice to kind of watch people develop not only within our company, but we've helped along the way a lot of vendors start their own companies, painters, so that they went from, I I paint kind of on the side to where I now have 10 employees. So tell me what you enjoy the most about what you do. What I enjoy the most about what I do is really pretty simple. It's helping other people in teaching through my relationships in the National Association of Residential Property Managers learned a lot about giving back to other people, whether that be the investor that doesn't quite understand what it really means to hire a property manager and what he needs to go through from a process perspective, or somebody that's brand new just bought their home and was elected to serve on the board and the community association is thinking, oh my goodness, what am I going to do now? So it's a neat teaching experience. It gives me an excuse to continue learning all the time. So I get to learn every day, be part of being a learning organization, and also then share that information with people that can use that to benefit themselves. makes me feel a little bit like Yoda working with Luke Skywalker. (laughs) I can help make other people better at what they're doing, and I have to continue to develop myself to do that, so it, it just never really gets old. Yes, every day is a new day in the apartment industry. No two days are the same. I can concur with that. I do have, from one of my early learning experiences, you learn that things are sometimes geographical because I had this great story about an alligator in a bathtub. And I went to a training event down in the Southern States through NARPM. And I said, I told my great alligator story. And you know, people in Georgia and Louisiana and areas like that are like, yeah, we get alligators kind of like all the time. It's no big problems. 
no big deal. It's like, great, it was my best story. I'm not going to get accepted around here. But it was neat because when they get a snowstorm that goes through North Carolina and they're like, oh my goodness, we got six inches of snow. We're like, we, we know what to do about that. So we can help each other out through the industry. And it, it's just kind of a neat way to give back to each other and learn from each other. So yes, definitely. The, Sharing experiences is always the best way to learn. What would you say to somebody that's considering, I know you mentioned your 21 questions to folks that are looking for a management company to mm -hmm. manage their asset. But if they were to say, oh, you know, forget the 21 questions, I'm just going to do it myself. What would you say to them? I would say to every investor that's out there that when you buy a rental property, you're going to hire a property manager. Now that property manager could be a professional that's trained and has a bunch of experience. It could be, oh, some people hire their tenant to take care of their house. I don't get that one, but some people do that. Some people <laughs> are going to hire themselves. But I would get my 21 questions that I have from that, that you can download from our website or just research. Other people have put together lists of questions and go through those questions and fairly interview yourself. I would say take the time to interview yourself and see, are you the person that wants to get the call at two o'clock in the morning about a broken pipe? Do you have a way of handling that? If there's a fire in your house, do you know what to do? If your tenant commits suicide, what do you do? Yeah. You know, those, thing, those are the unexpected things. Anybody can get lucky, get a good tenant, tenant pays rent, everything goes on fine. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. And yeah. you're going to turn to when it doesn't, if you don't have any background experience. But if you're really insistent upon managing for yourself, get involved in something like bigger pockets okay out there that has advice from people that self-manage and don't want to use professional managers there's things for that we find a lot of people don't remember to budget in paying the property manager mm -hmm. buy an investment property and if you want a property manager to work for free you're probably going to have to hire yourself <laughs> <laughs> and even then time is money and they're going to definitely give up a lot Correct. of time for that. So C Correct. And it's funny because I've given this speech at, at presentations in front of independent owners and I'll say to them, you got a couple that's there investing in property and it's like, which one of you two is getting up at two o'clock in the morning when you have a problem? And they both look and kind of point at the other person. Like you're going to be the one that's doing the two o'clock in the morning kind of thing. Like people don't expect that to ever happen. Yeah. How your property manager gets trained is probably the most important thing to keep in touch with. So, And to think about, people don't think about those things that you're saying, the calls, you know, late at night or early in the morning, you know, deaths that have, occur on the property, mm -hmm. you name it, I'm sure you've seen it. And, you know, it's something that I did not enjoy when I had to help find a renter for my mom's uh, rental home that we eventually just sold because it was too much to manage for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> so my one standing question for this podcast is what would you tell your younger self? So I have to ask you that question. What would you tell well, your younger self? My younger self, one is I think I'd have taken more pictures when I was younger to remember <laughs> or things back then. I think the younger <laughs> They have that one kind of covered, but I guess a younger self, I would tell myself yeah, earlier on in life, I like to learn things so that I could be smart. And that was kind of an egotistical, narcissistic approach to life. <laughs> and said, I like to learn things so that I can teach other people. Yeah. And it's just a different motivation. If you set out in life to learn things or to do things so that you're better, then in the end of the day, you'll probably be pretty lonely. Set out in life to do things to help other people get better. 
And the end of the day, you'll feel much more rewarded. That is great advice. And at the end of the day, you'll not only feel much more rewarded, but you'll also have learned so much more yourself from others, in my opinion. Correct. I agree completely. I agree completely. Well, tell the listeners how they can get a hold of you, you know, if they want to connect with you. Okay. Well, I actually got the Facebook page, glennlehman.com goes right to my Facebook page. If you want to connect with me, I have 15 more friends that I can have for a hit Facebook's match. Max, <laughs> I'm on LinkedIn. Somebody that wants to connect with me there, or then go out to our website, which is laymanpm.com and find out more about our company. If you happen to invest in Pennsylvania and we can help you out, great. If not, shoot me an email anyway, and I'll connect you with somebody that I know somewhere else in the country or in the world that manages properties and and help you at least get through finding somebody so you can be successful in what you're doing. That's awesome. And your website does have lots of information, just FYI. I kind of got lost in all the videos. So (laughs) thank you again, Glenn. I appreciate you coming on today. And thank you to all the listeners. And remember to hit the subscribe button on my YouTube channel, iTunes, Anchor, or follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And until next week, stay positive and keep growing. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you. Bye-bye.